Yeah, it's, it's for the people who uh, watched the original show in the early 2000s yeah. that are now into this. Uh, we now have kids, so everything's 15 minutes. So, so that you can actually see something before your kid wakes up. But anyway, welcome to Geeks with Kids, our bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric. And joining me this week is Steve. Hi. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been a long time since uh yeah, talking since... I talked to you on you know last night about Warframe. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> uh also joining us and who's giggling in the background there is Hawk. Hey guys. How's it going? Not too bad. How you doing? Yeah, oh, good. Now that your audio level's a little bit louder, you know, it's easier to hear you. I'll boost you up later anyway. Perfect. And uh and rounding out the foursome here is Batman himself, Mr. Mike Shoes. Hey, I mean, hey, there you go. I'm Batman. Oh, and if I was Robin, I'd say some bad words about oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. first, first, first of all, first of all, I, w- I want to say, guys, I, I really enjoyed like last week's episode. Um, I was actually in a tropical uh, getaway. I, I went on a family vacation and I was uh, at a resort with very limited connectivity. So I was sort of. Uh, disconnected from all of the news of, of uh, Comic-Con. So I enjoyed uh, listening to your episode last week and getting all caught up. Yeah, and because well, you liked it so much, up. we decided to do it. <laughs> we no. decided to do a second episode because there were so many things uh, yeah. announced at that uh, at that Comic-Con that we thought, you know yeah. what? We might as well just continue on and have Mr. Shouse here uh, join us in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Is it? I don't know. So this week, uh, we, we decided to uh, take a look at all of the various announcements, pick a couple that, um, well, I don't know if, if I can say spoke to us, but it's something that we wanted to talk about. And then, uh, you know, do the whole roundtable thing that we do. So um, not adequately, but uh, mediocrely <laughs> uh, each week. Yes. Um, so so um, more Comic-Con. Should, yeah, more Comic-Con. So this is Comic-Con part two. The the electric boogaloo. Yes. Um, maybe I'll call or, or it the that. quickening. Um, those are the only two. The quickening. Or the comic conning. The comic conning. Oh, we're gonna have to figure out a better title for this later. But we'll. we'll uh, or worse. You know what? You know what? It'll probably be worse to be honest if I write the title. Um, <laughs> so let's let's start off with our the the Cuba man himself. Uh, why don't you go first, shows with one of the things that you were interested in at San Diego Comic Con twenty eighteen. Sure. Um, yeah. So going through some of the news and 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 sort of connecting it with some of the things that I was most excited about, um, I found some news about uh, one of my favorite shows from the early two thousands, and that'd be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. And well, it, it was the late nineties, right? When, when did it start? Late nineties. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ninety seven. It was ninety seven. Yeah, and it stopped in like the early two thousands. But yeah, like one of my all time favorite TV shows. And um, the, the news I thought was interesting because it looks like they're going to be rebooting um, the the show. Um, there, there's not a lot of news to go. We know that Joss Whedon is going to be uh, executive producing, um, but they're talking about um, the reboot basically having kind of a diverse, a more diverse feel. They're talking about the um, the the actress uh, uh, being a black actress uh, playing uh, the the Slayer, uh, but there really wasn't a lot of other information about it. I wanted to know what you guys thought. Uh, about that news yeah so this wasn't actually announced at comic-con but it was announced during the time of comic-con so you know just to Mm -hmm. drum up interest over the 
super nerd week. Yes. Um. So also Buffy was from '96 to 2003. Hey, um, okay. So there was a lot of controversy after that announcement was made because a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is such an important piece of feminist writing and uh, a landmark uh, piece for you know media." Um, and redoing it now, especially since it's not that much later, sort of would sully that. Um, but it has a really good lead writer, Monica Owusu Breen, who's also one of the lead writers on Shield. And um, okay, so she she was talking about how she she released a statement after all the backlash came out, and she said that how much she was a fan of the show growing up. And how there's only really one Buffy, and that's Sarah Michelle Gellar. And this new show would um, take it in a new direction. So, um, or at least it wouldn't sully that um, that legacy. So a lot of people are like, maybe she's saying this is a continuation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is not the the new Slayer isn't actually Buffy, but it's it's a you know maybe. Buffy is taking the Giles world or something like that. Right. Um, well, especially with what happened at the end of the show where all of the, the slayers were, were released, right? Like all, all of the potential slayers became slayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was an amazing ending. I thought, and a lot of people disliked that ending, but I loved it. I thought it was such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. I thought, I think it's the initial backlash is understandable. Like I love Buffy and it seems weird that they would reboot it if they were doing a full reboot um, when the show is only like 15 years old mm-hmm. and like, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's what 41 or something like that. Yeah, Most of the, she's 41. Most of the cast is, is, is would still be, you know, uh, it's fine. They, you know, with doing a show. They again. all look really mm-hmm. good for their ages and they could still play those roles. Yeah. Um, maybe as mentor roles, like it would be cool to see um, Buffy in the Giles role, or at least training a, a league of slayers like she did in the last season mm-hmm. and have Giles yeah. be there with Willow leading the watchers. I think that would be an awesome idea if they do continue in the universe, but I think it's important that they do continue in that universe. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and they, they continued the, the, the story in comic book form. Like they put out a season eight uh, comic book series uh, to try to continue that story. Um, I don't know if, if they're planning on using any of those storylines, perhaps if they are talking about a continuation. I hope not. Because there was uh, there, there was some weird stuff in those in those comics. I don't need to see Dawn turn into a giant. I don't need yeah. to see her turn into a um what's it called a half horse person. There was some weird stuff. I don't want to see evil Willow again, again, again. <laughs> this yeah. would be like the third or fourth time. But I think if they do end up connecting those two universes, I think it will, especially with Joss Whedon involved. I think it has a the the possibility of being really good. Anyone else? <laughs> well, I'm kind of new to the Buffy train in that. I've actually just started watching it on Netflix and that. Uh, I've just gotten through season one, so I'm starting on season two and that. Uh, I told you know, I've caught episodes of it you know, back and forth and that throughout the years and that, but I believe the time it was on and that, it was just so television for me was more on the HBO level than, you know, teen melodrama from like Fox. Uh, but it is. That, that was on the CW. Yes. Uh or the the the, the WB was as it, CW? it were at the time because I always remember it being I always thought it was, it was Fox. The, it, it was on the WB mm-hmm. and then it moved over to UPN. Yeah, 
when CW at the end, right? Yeah, CW when it uh, merged with the uh, UPN or right. whatever. The... But but this is interesting because what what Hawk's saying, like, didn't they call it the the best show that nobody's watching? Yes, uh, I told. Did they? I, I remember reading that somewhere that Buffy was the best show that nobody watches. It felt like everyone was watching it when I when we were watching it. Like me and shows had a Buffy watching club when we were in university. <laughs> yeah, um, we did for the first three years of university. Um, yeah, and and like. I don't know. It felt like everyone I talked to back then watched Buffy. Yeah, I wonder. Except mm-hmm. for my housemates. My housemates did not like that show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I sort of miss the show as well, but I do feel that like within a certain uh, group, like especially university, um, that it yeah, it was the show to watch. But beyond that, I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I. Uh, I'm all, I'm all for you know a new version of the show. I I just do hope that you know if they do like that they do connect it with the old one and they don't try to uh, you know um, ignore the previous one. I think that would be the best thing uh, to make it the next generation. Yeah, especially since everything seems to be getting rebooted now. Like mm-hmm. the news, what was it yesterday that they're rebooting Alf? Oh, like just really ev- everything. Yeah, <laughs> just, just I thought I saw something about Rainbow Bright as well. I, I I'm really just Rain- yeah, Rainbow Bright got rebooted a little while ago. Actually, uh, the cartoon. It just, is, it just yeah. seems like uh, the uh, after the '80s, everyone just stopped thinking of new ideas because it's not that. Yeah. I mean, that's not true, of course, but but it just I don't quite understand why they're plumbing the '80s and the '90s now um, so hard. You know, like for for reboots, it just uh, I don't know. It's because people our age have a lot of uh, disposable income. That's true. That's true. Yes. All of these things. Yeah. But but in that and sure, Netflix and Amazon, all of them need stuff to put on their on their uh, on their channels, but, right? And and if we liked it at our age now, um, or if we liked it at um, when we were young, there's a high chance that we can show our kids, and it'll just cycle through. <laughs> the mm. Alf reboot well, really it it just calls me on that because I think the best thing artistically that ever came out of Alf was the story of the writer that was uh, portrayed as by Ben Stiller in the movie Permanent Midnight. Uh, shout back to the 90s. Mm-hmm. If anybody remembers that? Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember the yeah. film. I don't think Alf, like, man, like that type of humor, I'd, I'd be interested to see what they do with it because it would be a totally different show than it used to be. Like that, that would not, that would not fly <laughs> now. CGI Alf. Great. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't need to talk about that on the next uh, the next person on the the list. Uh, Hawk, why don't you throw us one of the things that you're excited for? Okay. From SDCC. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily excited about it, Matt, but I feel like you know, if we're covering comic, the San Diego <laughs> Comic Con, we have to cover it. So I'm I decided as like the last man standing among among people that we know who actually watch the show. The Walking Dead Season 9, the extended trailer for it, and the new direction that the show is heading in. Uh, season 9 is going to mm-hmm. take a time jump, uh, putting a couple of years ahead of where we left off in that. Uh, the, you know, the survivors, the Alexandrians, and the saviors and that have started to rebuild their societies and that. Rick's got a gray beard now. Uh, you know. <laughs> and he has a haircut. He has a haircut, he has a gray beard, and Andrew Lincoln is leaving the show. Uh, yeah, he gave his um he gave his reasoning at the the panel at uh, SDCC. He was saying that he has two small children and now they're not babies, so it's you know not as easy to you know cart him away to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, because he's from uh, the UK, obviously because yes. he's British. So um, you know it's harder for him to see his family, and you know these those are the years that he wants 
that he needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be a dad. You know, I understand that. Same kind of reasonings that were given when uh, you know Carl left the show, and that uh, that you know because when you think about it, like Carl basically he spent half his life like in front of a camera. Um, So you know, after eight seasons, yeah, it was great. You know. What's funny is that Carl didn't want to leave the show. Yes, this was yeah. The father was very vocal about that. That he was basically just kind of written out. <laughs> well, his character was sort of horrible. So, oh, uh, he you know. yeah. Towards the end, I was almost glad to see him go on that. You know, he was kind of indicative of the the kind of the changes that have come over, especially the last two seasons. There is this moral ambiguity in that he seems kind of centered around. He was you know, he seemed to be that kind of polarized. Uh, you know, bastion of goodness in this you know chaotic society, which is weird because he wasn't a bastion of goodness in the comic. No, book. he was sort of this little badass kid who just sort of wanted to, you know, survive. Which is which is and, where uh, they really no. should have taken that character in that. I mean, there is no kid coming out of this situation in that that is going to grow up in any sort of you know functional way and end up being Mahatma Gandhi <laughs> towards the end of their run. Which is, don't kill any of the zombies. <laughs> Let's all just get along. Uh, Horrible. So uh, season nine, yeah, uh, we're going into this with a new showrunner, uh, Angela Kang. Uh, is taking over Scott Gimple. Scott Gimple apparently is given some sort of a promotion over the 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 basic the the Walking Dead uh, television universe, you know, which is being established with Fear of the Walking Dead. It's in its fourth season, and I'm sure some oh, other God, stuff. Please, oh, <laughs> I know. Considering this is like. We need, we need more zombies. What, the number one scripted show on television? It's the number one scripted show on regular TV. Because um, number right. one is Game of Thrones. Yes, still. Uh, I'm not... I'm So I'm a little hesitant. I, I will probably be watching. Uh, there was some you know parts of the trailer that seemed pretty good in that. Uh, we may or may not be seeing The Whispers this season. Yeah. Uh, we are definitely seeing this new storyline involving you know, Negan and the jail, uh, living alongside the Alexandrians uh, from a jail cell, and that, and Rick going to him to, for advice on how to how to quell all these like little uprisings. Uh, so fans of the comic will be eh, <laughs> happy with that. I uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't cared about The Walking Dead in years. <laughs> uh, it just. It just. <laughs> it just. I don't know. It's. It's tired. I, I thought this was a Walking Dead fan podcast. Oh, no. I'm, yeah. I'm oh, no. No, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Like I said, <laughs> I'm the Walking Dead and the Last Jedi was the, was the theme. All right. And the last man standing as far as, like, viewers, <laughs> as far as viewers, of, you know, that we ex- uh, among our friends uh, still watching. But right now it seems more of a task than anything else. I'm surprised so. you lasted this long, to be honest, especially with the last two seasons. <laughs> Because I, I watched it, what, two or three seasons ago? And it was mm-hmm. it was just a slog to Who get to. It when, when the number of bad it's episodes... AMC, right? Do they have any yeah. other good AMC. shows? Like, maybe that's... Like, <laughs> they're just trying to stretch it out. Uh, yeah, they, they have um they have um Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. That's that's over with now. Okay. Yeah, but that was a good show. And... Uh, it was a it was a good show, uh, Mad Men. They right, had Mad Men, right. which was uh, they, they've been riding yeah. on the successes of Mad Men for right. years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think they're going to be riding a few more years on The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. uh, they don't have like a, a that solid must see television base in that, but then again, what cable network does anymore in that? I mean, well, what does HBO have besides like you know Game of Thrones at this uh, point? Westworld. 
Yeah, and like they, that is not that is not as popular as you think it is. Eric. Yeah, Walking Dead has always been more about little individual episodes than that that covered like you know people's psyches and kind of characters and motivations and that that really stood out more more so than say any over you know any sort of overarching season. Um, so yeah, but you can do that with with having those episodes being entertaining and not always horrible, right? Uh, which is what it seems like for the walking dead at times. <laughs> it's just like, um, no, it, it, it's fair. Like the majority of those episodes are bad compared to the really good yes. ones. People are locked in. They're invested. They're emotionally invested. That and is they can't the only reason I'm watching at this point is like, I got locked into it. Yeah. Like the first season, every episode yeah. was good. The second season, most of the episodes were pretty all right and yeah. good. Uh, then the, the like the number just kept on going in the opposite direction, um, and by the time they left the jail, it was just like, what? what? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> mm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys are emotional yeah. hostages to the show, pretty much. But like, I, I think at this point, like uh, season nine, if uh, I'm not blown away by anything I see in the in the first two out uh, two mm. three episodes, mm. yeah, I'm not game. Yeah. Like I watched last season's like premiere and it didn't even blow me away. I was like, and that was supposed to be yeah the action heavy. It was like we're getting away from like you know heavy handed dialogue and you know introverted episodes and that and showing you more action. But even still, poor choices, poor framing of the action, and like you know you were really unsure about what what was motivating some characters to do what they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now I'm sad. So let's go over to Steve <laughs> so that we can uh, yeah. be unsad, right? Yeah. Steve, Steve, bring. The- Bring the happiness. Right. That's that's what I do every episode. Well, um, there was a show uh, that uh, I think had actually started before Comic-Con, but I was completely unaware of. So uh, because they had a panel on it, uh, Bobcat uh, Goldthwaites, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that. For those of you who are a little older will remember his uh, his comedy um, as well as uh, his uh, multiple appearances on the uh, also went many too many parts over uh, police Academy <laughs> series of movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was amazing in the yes, Police Academy. He was, he was very Excuse good, you. and he stayed with them uh, after uh, Gutenberg left. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, he was amazing. Anyway, well, I, I think a lot of people will be surprised to know that uh, the last 10 years, he's actually been uh, directing and producing stuff mostly. He doesn't really do his own thing anymore, but he's been very involved. Um, he's actually directed, uh, I think, three, no, four or five films. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, he had an idea for a, a kind of a weird anthology show um, uh, almost a decade ago, uh, like right when he started, like eight, I think he said at the panel, like seven or eight years ago. Uh, but of course, the landscape back then was a little bit uh, different than it is now. And then, of course, now there's all these different TV networks, uh, pay per view channels that are trying to build up their own library. So it was a little easier for him to propose, uh, you know, something a little bit more weird, you know, that wasn't necessarily going to be a major hit, but, uh, but would be just strange enough, you know? And so, um, I believe it's, uh, is it true TV, uh, decided to pick him up on it. Um, and, uh, the show is called, uh, 
Bobcat Misfits and Monsters. Yes, Bobcat right? Goldweights, Misfits and Monsters. So I've watched a few episodes, but I guess uh, for anyone who's uh, curious about it, um, it's sort of like Tales from the Crypt, I'd say, more than Twilight Zone. And every episode Agreed. has a totally different cast, a totally different setting. There's no continuity. They're just random, uh, disconnected stories. Uh, there's only eight episodes in the first season, uh, and they all star... Uh, various uh, comedians and uh, people that he must know. Um, but uh, yeah, they all have a very different style. And, and he himself uh, said at the panel that, um, you know, because the, the, his film experiences, he's been making all these very different films. And he thought this this would be like a fun challenge, you know, to do like eight episodes that are completely different stylistically. Um, so, so far, I don't know. Uh, should I talk about some of the episodes uh, so far? Or Yeah. yeah, well, yeah the first one is called uh, Bubba the Bear. And Bubba the Bear, it stars Seth Green. And the description for it is a voice actor, Nobel Bartel, who's played by Seth Green, starts getting stalked by the very character he plays, Bubba the Bear. So it is literally Cape Fear crossed with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's amazing. It's such a good episode. So messed up. It's very messed up. And like... The the resolution of that episode was great, and it's yeah. it's funny because um at the end of every episode they have this like behind the scenes yes type deal, and he was talking uh, Bobcat was talking about how he didn't realize that at the time, but this is sort of his um, <laughs> him realizing that he's been stuck in that Bobcat character, character. for such a long time yeah yeah and <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. been stalking him all these years yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. the second episode is called Face in the Car Lot uh the description is Ooh, a de- so good a determined reporter sets out to prove that a used car salesman running for president of the United States uh actually I'll leave the end off actually has a uh, dark secret uh it's a pretty screwball episode uh set in the 70s uh stars uh Tara Lynn Barr and Dave Foley um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought that one was like, it was great how totally different it was from the first one. Um, that one, that one felt more, um, Twilight Zone than yes. Tales from the Crypt. Like it, it was very relevant to now, but uh, that's true. It had that parable element to it, but the, but the ridiculous quality of it definitely yeah, threw fair. it back. I mean, it's just so yeah, over yeah. the top, especially by the end. Uh, and then the last one I saw, cause there, there was one that just came out, um, yesterday, actually, I haven't there's caught two, that one yet. Actually, there's four episodes out. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Uh, so the third one that I saw uh, was uh, Devil in the Blue Jeans, and I quite enjoyed this one, too. Uh, the description is, in a documentary-style episode, lost footage shows the fate of filmmaker Trent Richards as he tries to learn what happened to singer Caleb uh, Faustini, uh, as well as learning of how the young man owes his fame. Uh, oh, and I'll leave that last bit off, too, just not to spoil mm-hmm. it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it stars uh, Michael Ian Black, who is amazing. Um, yeah, again, very totally different. This one was done like a mockumentary, um, and uh, it was uh, really hilarious. So I, I highly recommend it for anyone who enjoyed, uh, you know, a Twilight Zone, but doesn't want to go so far as say Black Mirror. Uh, wants some little more screwball, like, um, you know, uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, this might be right up your, your alley. Um, but yeah, that was a nice surprise because I totally had no idea about this show until uh, until they had the panel at Comic-Con. That sounds really interesting. It's like nice. the perfect com- yeah, it's like the perfect companion yeah, would- to Black Mirror uh, because Black mm-hmm. Mirror is so yes. serious and, yeah. and dark at times. It makes you want to – each episode, no matter how great it is, it always makes you want to die by the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are, those are like <laughs> short films. Yeah. 
those are those are like short little movies and they're quite brutal but very deep science fiction right and they're, they're, yes. they're two happy ones or at least one happy one and one sort of happy one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're, but they're, those are <laughs> yeah. yeah those are very engaging where these are these are yeah. very light and uh and uh, quite uh you know they're messed up but you know yeah. not in a mean yeah, way we, so i think yeah we're black mirror you have to watch like you have mm-hmm. to watch it mm-hmm. this one you can actually just have it on your tv while you're like surfing your phone because it's 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 light and it's fun and it's just yeah, like yeah totally it's weird yeah that sounds very much like Bobcat Goldplate and that and it, that was that uh, comment you made about the character of Bobcat that, yeah. uh, that is something that's <laughs> followed him for years yeah uh, he he even managed to mock it in this I don't know if anybody here was a fan of the Larry Sanders show mm. uh, back in the late or early nineties mm-hmm. uh, but Bobcat appeared on one episode and that you know and he goes from like you know. You know his, the Bob, you know the Bob Goldthwait character, which is very meek and you know an easy guy to get along with and that. But apparently, somebody you know, on the show somebody antagonizes him so that during his segment on the show and that he ends up trashing the entire set. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a nice surprise. It's only eight episodes, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully I love it'll get I love- for a second season. Yeah, I I just love horror anthologies, and I'd say this is more of a comedy horror anthology, but nevertheless it's it's just refreshing to see uh you know a star you know show up for like one shot like this and they really they really sell it you know because they only have the one episode you know so it's that that adds an extra layer to each episode is this streaming or is it on tv Uh, it's on tv it's uh through uh true tv that's the that's the network that's uh producing it yeah it's like one of those 749 type <laughs> channel yeah see where it shows up whatever. yeah in our regular distribution mm-hmm. um yeah so um so what yeah, about you Eric? i really recommend it oh so for me um i'm gonna i'll, I'll do one of my two obviously because mm-hmm. that's what we're doing um the i'm gonna bring this to the the kid portion you know we don't we we say we're a parenting pod or not a parenting podcast. We from a parenting point of view type podcast, but we we often forget about it. So I'm gonna actually um, talk about um, a TV show that was announced a number of years ago, but we got our first look at the trailer for it. It's a Netflix show called The Dragon Prince. It's an animated fil- um, TV show, mm-hmm. and it is by Aaron Ehas and Justin Richmond. Um, if you're not familiar with those names, that's all right because they're big. Both of those names are big in the animation world and the video game world. So Aaron Ehas was the lead creative writer for Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. which is possibly one of the best animated series. If you've not seen it, oh, you what, really one of should. my favorites, yes. like all-time favorites, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I've I've been rewatching it on Netflix, so it, it was nice to see that this trailer had come out. The other, so Aaron and uh, Justin. Justin was the um, he was the director for um, Uncharted Three. Um, he was part Ooh. of Naughty Dog, and both him and Aaron left their prospective jobs to start a new company um, that would uh, cross over animation and video games and stuff like that so their first project was this dragon prince project um that they we got our first look at Mm -hmm. and if you like the whole fantasy um intrigue mystery type thing um this is sort of the show for you I'll, i'll i'll read the the description set in the world of warring kingdoms the dragon prince follows callum 
and Ezran, two princes who find themselves united on an adventure to bring peace to their tumultuous land by an unlikely figure, Rayla, an elven assassin who was tasked with offering the princes to keep the flames of war stoked. Um, the animation style is a little weird. It sort of looks like they it's a video game cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. It's sort of choppy, uh, the animation style. I don't know if it's stylistically like that or if just how they wanted it or i don't know mm-hmm. um but it has the the charm that avatar has if like if you just watch the trailer there's like side characters that are just like oh that's like appa and nice. uh, you know that that person looks seems a little bit like zuko and stuff like that right but um it, it it's something that's you know especially for fans of avatar this seems this will probably you know feed that itch or yeah yeah well yeah uh, not not it's a it's a different world but it it has those uh familiar archetypes and uh Mm -hmm. promises to have that type of a you know fun storytelling so that sounds great yeah like uh and aaron he has wrote some of the best um episodes of avatar the last airbender like he wrote the finale he wrote sozin's comet Mm-hmm. He wrote the Ember Island players, which is probably one of the funniest episodes. Hmm. That's where the um, where the the crew is in Fire Fire Nation, and they watch all these actors play out their lives. Right. <laughs> so, oh, I remember yeah, that yeah. one. That was it's funny. Like that. Yeah, it's probably one of the best episodes on Avatar. Hmm. But yeah, I really have to so, catch up. So on having this show. those two two giant like creative leads start this new company is you know is exciting because you know. There's a lot that can come a lot out, out of there. That. Hopefully, yeah. it's a good. It's coming out on Netflix. So Did they say when? Um, September fourteenth. The whole the whole first season is going to be out soon. Day. Wow, fantastic! Yeah. Cool. Any thoughts? Anyone excited? Yeah, no, that I'll sounds great. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I definitely will. I mean, just based off of uh, the people involved, and uh, I think it sounds charming. And and I mean, I guess related to some of our reboot discussion, I I, I do like when the creative teams that have done some you know unique shows uh, continue to make new ones so yeah I'm, I'm definitely all for any kind of new uh, uh new thing by those creators mm-hmm. and a, a nice little tidblet 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 i like that we should we should patent um, that uh, <laughs> aaron e has also worked on futurama which is one of my other favorite animated oh series. nice, nice. Oh, well, there you go okay this is where the excitement comes yeah. from from you okay uh, <laughs> it works for me yeah, too the, your, your, yeah your enthusiasm over this makes me really want to catch up on avatar right now not uh, did so, you watch uh, it all no, the first season's on Netflix, which I still have to catch up on. Uh, but I do keep seeing it around on Blu-ray, the complete set. And uh, mm-hmm. the price I, wanna, lower, but I think I'll I might pick it up. Yeah, didn't yeah, they just release that awesome, really yes, the, the one? Yeah. entire series? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, There's no excuse yeah, just now. Like, we all have to buy that no. like, right now. <laughs> yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless Nickelodeon wants to send us each a copy. I'm just saying. Yeah, this week's episode is brought to you by <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender. I, I, if every episode was brought to you, to, brought to the people by Avatar, I'd be a happy oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah, just just forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, so that that's cool. what I'm excited for. That's probably that was probably one of my top ones. I should have probably saved that for last sure. in this discussion because I'm I'm more excited for that than the other one. Yeah. But anyway, Jess, why don't you go with your number two? <clears throat> okay, my my number two is another reboot because you know that's what we do now. 
<laughs> um, any of you guys watched the show Roswell when it was no, on I TV? Did. That was another one I never really checked out when it was on, and yet it like it, it, it it's cult following is insane. Yeah, my sister loved that show, so I ended up watching it. Um, and it you know it was it was a fun, not fun. It was a drama. It was a CW yeah. drama, so it was it just you know. It was one it was, of those it things. It was teen that... angsty. It was science fictiony. You know, there was, there, yeah. there were there were some interesting characters. Like I remember, I, I quite enjoyed it. Me and my wife watched uh, through the whole series. Uh, I think we have uh, all of the DVDs for that show. And there's only three. Yeah, yeah. So it it didn't, it didn't take super long. Um, but uh, it, it was cool. And and basically the the idea behind Roswell was, um, you know, with the the whole uh, spaceship crashing in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, they, they came up with this idea that what if the aliens that crashed in that spaceship just ended up, uh, li- living among us that sort of grow, grew up with, you know, they, they became teenagers and they grew up with the people that lived in the, in the city and, and they had powers and, you know, there was like love stories and, and it was, uh, it, it was intriguing. There were, there were some interesting storylines in there and, and it looks like they're doing a reboot and, hmm. um, yeah, and it, it looks like an exact reboot. Because they all have the same names. Yeah, they're, they're using the same names. Odd. But if you watch the trailer, it looks like they're they're really giving it sort of a contemporary look. Like the the first yeah, show came yeah. out in the late '90s. I think it came out in '99 or '98 or something like that. But th- this one really feels like a contemporary show with sort of people being angry at each other in the trailer, and <clears throat> you know all this sort of intrigue and, and mystery and and um, and just the way that it looks like it's been shot. Um, so um, they might be using the same characters, but it uh, it, it seems like it, it just may be another take on on the show. Um, I don't know. What do you guys yeah. think? It 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 uh, definitely it felt like the '90s when I watched it. It was '99 when it premiered. It actually followed Buffy in its first year. That's why oh, I watched okay. it. This <laughs> guy's uh that whole thing just stay on the same channel. Um, but like the cast was so good in that yeah. TV show, like. Um, I'm just looking at Col- the cast right now. This is amazing. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Colin, Before she went crazy. Yeah. Colin Hanks. Yeah. Colin Hanks was wonderful was so on that good. show too. And yeah. you uh, felt so bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we also got William Sadler. Wow. Wow. He, he played the, the uh, uh, sheriff, right? Yeah. yeah sheriff William Sadler Jim, was Jim awesome. Valenti and Emily DeRaven before, uh, pre-lost. Yep. Yeah, that's where she had her start, I believe. Mm-hmm. At least her start in she North was America. Two thousand to two thousand two. So, yeah, hmm. yeah. The third season was a little bit um, weird. Um, yeah, because it was it, it was on, sort of on its outs at that point. Mm-hmm. They knew that. I think I think they knew that that was going to be the last season. So it was a little. Were bit they able odd. to wrap it up? Um. Sort yeah, of. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm having trouble remembering the ending of that show myself. Yeah, I can't really remember. But okay. you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Ron D. Moore was uh, one of the people who. Oh, excellent. Who helped on the show? Yeah. So obviously, it probably had a. Sh- uh, I almost said a bad word. Uh, <laughs> uh, a bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pooped the bed. They, they were all. They were all yeah. Cylons the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. no. Not only Cylons, they were also Angel angels, Cylons. Right? Yeah. Um, oh goodness! Uh, but yeah, you know what? This is another show that I don't know if it needed a reboot. Like, 
like this this the cw or yeah this is cw yeah. now um is doing this weird thing where they're bringing back all their old tv shows like this is one of them yeah and they're also bringing back charmed like those two shows <laughs> they could still they can live in that time but just be a continuation right right the powers of three or whatever that was for charmed they could have moved on to other people yes i never watched the show or at least i didn't see the ending yeah. so i don't know what happened to those three mm-hmm. um and then Roswell from I remember it being sort of a at the ending wasn't sort of f- final. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. yeah, like, like maybe their things were done done. Yeah. Um left unsaid. But, like they could have continued that. Like they didn't have to always be those three kids. Like if this the new new show ends up being, hey, there's three kids, and then oh, there's a fourth person. How did we forget? Um, then <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, "This is well, from this the is trailer. Just it doesn't even look like the they're kids. Season. It looks like they're adults." Yeah, you know what? When when you look back at <laughs> the, the old Roswell, they're not actually kids either. They're 20 year olds <laughs> playing teenagers, and you can tell. And you're like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's fair." The only person who looked young was um, what's her name, Liz, um, Sherry Appleby. Oh right, she's the only one that looked young back then. But but so. hearing about a reboot like this actually makes me kind of just want to watch the original again, and and mm-hmm. I'm not a, as interested in the reboot. But when I when I heard this news, when I read this news, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. They bring Roswell back, but it, now it makes me kind of just want to watch the original. Right. Yeah. Right. It'd be like if they brought back Alias. It just makes me want to watch. Well, Alias. that'll be our, our sure. Comic Con discussion for next year when they talk about Alias coming back. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. What's her name? Who played um, Alias? Jennifer Garner, wasn't it? I feel like she could still play her. Yeah. Now, well, have you seen? Oh, this is off topic, but have you guys seen the trailer for uh, Peppermint? It's uh, it's her new film. Basically, she becomes the Punisher. So maybe <laughs> that'll be her bid to get her show back. You know, I don't know. It, it, yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's cool. I uh, honestly, yeah. I completely missed uh, Roswell even uh, more so than I missed uh, Buffy. <laughs> I at least saw some Buffy. Uh, Roswell, yeah, totally went, uh, totally went right pa- past me. But you know, I don't know. I'm, my opinion is the same. I mean, if they keep it in the same continuity, I think that would be a much more useful thing than just completely just redoing the same show except with current themes, which I don't think always uh, always necessarily work out. But you know, whatever, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I feel like Roswell would really work now because of the whole illegal alien yeah. thing happening in the states. Like they had, a, they had them running for quite a bit of their seasons. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. been running. They were running. They were all sheriff originally. at first, and then from different like federal, and then from or government organizations. Now it'll be ICE yeah. agents. So I, <laughs> yeah, so now yeah, that would be ICE agents. But it, if they, um, if they could do that and have. You know the gifted that that Fox TV show yes. about mutants. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if they had sort of like that type of feel with Roswell, hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that would yeah. be cool. Oh, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, we the gifted is coming back for season two. I didn't watch season all of season one, so yeah, I we'll fell see. off on it. Uh, although I was really enjoying, it. I it was you know uh, it was all fault mm-hmm. of my own in that for you know not keeping up on it and that. But uh, so I was I was my, really enjoying yeah. that show. My my issue with the gifted was that they were always like pussyfooting around like Xavier and Magneto and using those sure. names. <laughs> um, so I'm like, 
Polaris, we know you're you're Magneto's daughter. Like, <laughs> Legion did the exact same thing, only a much more clever way. Yeah, you know, so but Legion's set in a different universe, right? This is supposed to be yeah, the X Men, the actual X Men movie universe, universe uh, or some sort of yeah. Well, well we'll see what what happens to yeah. that. That universe might be done. So yes. well. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking speaking of new universes on TV, uh, Hawk, why don't you talk about your oh, next? Yes, uh, point? Uh, the other one was a little dark horse in that, but uh, I thought we'd talk about that limited uh, event series, uh, The Purge, coming from the USA Network. Uh, it, it showed up uh, at Comic-Con and that, and uh, I'm so-so on the movies. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, I'm more so just for the, the actual kind of world that they kind of created. Uh, pre- and post-Trump, uh, there is a lot of territory that they can it can explore regarding American culture right so, now. I was totally unaware of the show. So it really is set in the movie series uh, yes. universe. So it's a- yes, Interesting. Yeah. This is the one where, like, on one one night you can like break on any one night of the year, yeah. and that it, it, all crime is legal, including murder. Uh, the first movie uh, was kind of a it was a very like uh, it was a home invasion. Yeah, it was a home invasion theme, very close. But uh, there were so many interesting aspects before. I, I was just thinking about it and that, and when they when they pulled that homeless that guy off the street and that to save him from that roving gang and that it, it was it was I was just thinking. Wow, these people are breaking the law by doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. It's something that could have come out of Stephen King or you know any of those kind of famous genre writers and that. But um, yeah, the, with a limited event series and that uh, a ten episode arc and that, there's lots of room to explore individual stories and that. Not just the actual night, but the you know the the days leading up to it. Uh, where people, you know, because people have all these personal motives from that when they participate in this event. Uh, some people are actually out for revenge or plotting to kind of take out some sort of rival in business. Uh, yeah. Do Do we know when it's set? Like, is it set during like the any of these purge years that of the purge movies, or is it like? Right after the first, it's very. It, from what I understand, it's like very well established within that world, and that. So you, you're looking at probably a year that's uh, like a couple years after the first one, and that because a lot of societies transformed around it, and that, and uh, including like you know, mm-hmm. religious devotees to it, and that. Uh, there's this off story uh, where uh, a cult leader, played by Fiona Dorif, uh, if you guys uh, watched Dirk Gently, she was the one who played Bart. Yeah, yeah, she, she plays awesome. a cult leader in this uh, series, and that uh, where she convinces teenagers to offer themselves as martyrs to the purge. Wow, yes. that's like that's like crossing over into like uh, death race territory, yes. but in like a much more serious <laughs> environment. Yeah, there's okay. all sorts of little themes like that that the series does explore. I mean, the movies, you know, I've been kind of so-so as far as their you know writing and that, but there's always little offshoots you know you can explore like. Uh, uh, in the second one, you found out that the government was actually sending in teams of like a hit squad team during the night and, uh, to help reduce in, in no, the population, <laughs> especially in the immigrant and poor communities. Right. So, um, hmm. yeah, like I said, that's one's the dark horse. And I thought, you know, I follow up the walking, my walking dead commentary with this one. This one I'm very excited to see. Yeah, that sounds really neat. I mean, I, uh, 
I thought the first film was okay. Uh, my only complaint about it, ironically, was that, you know, they go to all this trouble to create this interesting dystopian sci-fi setting and they don't really <laughs> yes. do anything with it. It just it's just a home invasion movie with an overly complicated reason for why it's a home invasion movie. Now, there are some elements that come out at the end of the film, but ultimately it's just a bottle film. And then of course, they did exactly what I wanted in the second and the third part. So, I I'm all for TV series that explores that world a little bit further for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. I didn't know about this. So, I'm wow, I'm I can't wait for this. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a feel good, you know, family television program. I feel like uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the fact that they can expand that like and take more time mm-hmm. in that yeah. world, I think it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um anyway. Like there were there were videos. I remember um, seeing Steve. YouTube videos that yep. were like, could the purge really happen? What would the purge <sighs> look like in real life? And that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, no. Could it happen in Trump's America? Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, apparently the pre- the prequel Purge, which just came out this just this past July the fourth, is awful because I think they went way too far into this like current situation. Because when the first Purge movies came out, it there was no it was just a science fiction concept, mm-hmm. you know. And then and then people now because the way they even advertise the current one, and they dropped lines into the new prequel uh, that are totally referential to our current situation, which I think is just like it's yeah. a bad taste and it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to the actual setting that they had eventually evolved into you know so uh, if they stay away from that i'll be happy but yeah no it's 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 dumb like i i mean this this is i know this a is lot when... of people that actually like mm-hmm. the new one because of that stuff um Ugh. these are fans of the purge so you know Ugh. all right to each their own and then yeah Sure. And then Daredevil throws a a bad guy oh, onto Lord, the train Lord. track. So, uh, Steve, <laughs> what's your next one? Um, so, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, so, uh, so YouTube has been trying uh, to create their own series of shows. Now, I don't pay pay for their specialty channel, but I am interested in something that was announced at. Um, comic-con uh it's a show called origin uh created by uh, mika watkins uh and starring uh, natalia tenna and tom felton both of uh harry potter fame and they've done other things of course too but uh it's ironic that both of them were also uh in harry potter together well, I, I know who um, tom felton but, is uh, who, who is the first one you said natalie tenna um uh, it's tonks oh, okay tonks okay yeah cool. Uh, But here's the description. Uh, Origin follows a group of strangers stranded on a spacecraft bound for a distant planet. The abandoned passengers must work together for survival, but quickly realize that one of them is far from who they claim to be. Um, I gathered from the panel that, in fact, uh, part of the setting is that a corporation is offering to send people to this off-world colony. Uh, And uh, the promise is that they can have a new start. Um, so that's the one commonality between all the characters who you will start knowing very little about, uh, only that uh, they want to get off Earth. <laughs> and I think that's going to be the intriguing part is how they unfold uh, and reveal the backstories of all these characters uh, after they wake up, because uh, I'm sure they will all have complicated pasts and reasons. Uh, so that also intrigues me. Um, the first two episodes are also going to be directed by Paul W. S. Anderson, not to be confused with the other Paul Anderson. So, this is the Paul Anderson that did Mortal Kombat, AVP, Soldier, 
Resident Evil, Death Race, and yes, Event Horizon, which is what intrigues me since uh, that's one of my favorite films. And there are elements. He also produced uh, Pandorum, which also is a similar premise of people being uh, trapped on a ship. So um, just that alone. Yes. Yeah. That was a great movie too. If you haven't seen Pandorum, I highly recommend it. Um, But yeah, I I just, I just like the premise, you know, of, of, of a bunch of characters who are trapped on a ship and uh, we don't know much about them. And, and uh, it's a, it's a short series, but um, yeah, this is the first one that just based on the trailer, uh, I was like, wow, you know, YouTube might actually be, you know, catching up and making some legitimate shows now you know so uh it's it's youtube red by the way youtube red yes sorry we don't know yeah Mm -hmm. um actually um they they they've had a couple series they have a couple comedy uh series based on uh you know youtubers that Mm -hmm. are very popular like um i don't know yeah they have a lot Um, of material but none of it's really excited me uh, that's, I guess, just as a caveat. Like, I know that they they have been making movies uh, for a while, in fact. But uh, this is the first one that I, I I think looks professional and is sort of transcendent of what you expect from YouTube. Have you seen any of Impulse? Uh, no, I haven't seen Impulse. So, Impulse is a sequel to a old movie starring Hayden Christensen called Jumper. Right, or not Jumper. Uh, Wait, was it not jumper? Yeah, I think it was yeah, jumper. Uh, yeah, it was jumper. Yes, it was jumper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so impulse is set in that universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have um, any of the characters from Jumper. I actually really liked that movie, despite it. Uh, I, I remember. I thought the ago, the idea was mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was based on a book series. So impulse is set in that world, and it was the first YouTube Red series to get. Um, critically oh. acclaimed hmm. so um, it was the one that pretty much they were like oh yeah we should green light other expensive looking <laughs> things yeah yeah actually so, yeah and so doug just, lyman actually um directed the the movie i believe the old movie yeah, yeah. and he um and he's producing well, this cool. tv show as well yeah or the youtube well, that series. makes me nice. yeah, that makes me nice more. so um if you yeah. have a chance check out yeah yeah i would love to see hayden christensen his character show up on impulse. That would be awesome. Cause so much was left in the air at the end of the movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine with, I think Hayden Christensen is a fine actor. I think he needs a adequate director and a good and good speaking lines for him to be a good actor. Like him in life as a house, he was incredibly good. Um, Unfortunately, George Lucas is not a a, a good director of, he's not a good yeah, he's not a good actor director. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was the unfortunate thing of him. Like he made uh, Samuel Jackson sound bad, and he made Natalie Portman sound bad. Oh my god! The only god. person who who was actually anything good was, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor. But that's because he doesn't yeah. need no, directors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't yeah, listen Neeson to the directors well. anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Neeson yeah, did Neeson, well, of course. Well. Yeah. The the two good in everything. The two he has a very uh, particular uh, set of skills. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he trains everybody it's amazing so what's what's funny is that um after you talked about your um your tv show the origin on youtube red the the one i was talking about um george R. R. martin's night flyers yes is a very similar um premise cool so oh, so I didn't know about um, this. 
So George R. R. Martin released a novella in the 80s before Game of Thrones came out, or all of those Game of Thrones books came out, and mm-hmm. it was called Night Flyers. It was a short novella. He ended up writing more stories set in this world. But mm-hmm. um, so sci-fi um, ended up buying the rights to this, and now they're making a TV series for it. Cool. Unfortunately, George R. R. Martin's not um, part of it. He can't. He can't write for it because he has a exclusivity deal with HBO right now. Hmm. So he knows it's happening and he's obviously going to be like a executive producer because it's his material. Right. He will not be hands right. on. But, uh, he can't write or no, he won't be hands on like the other one. So I'll read you the premise of this show cool. set in the year 2093. Night Flyers is a psychological thriller that follows a team of scientists aboard the Night Flyer, the most advanced ship ever built. As they embark on a journey to find other life forms, their mission takes them to the edge of the solar system and to the edge of insanity. As they realize true horror isn't waiting for them in outer space, it's already on their ship. So pretty much Mm. this is a haunted spaceship TV show. Awesome. So we're going to get two of them in one year. (laughs) At least one not going to be on YouTube. One's going to be on. uh, Yeah. What channel is that? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, sci-fi sci-fi needs a hit. They haven't had a really big hit in a while. Like they mm-hmm. have Killjoys, which is a pretty good show, but that's ending this year. Hmm. But yeah, cool thoughts. That sounds no, great. One, no, I, uh, hey. I have to check out. Very <laughs> excited to hear about it. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I, it, this was it was actually made in a movie in 1987 oh. as well. So, hmm. um. Like it's an old book. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! I'm gonna have to check out the old one then. I I love going back in time and watching like how they they would handle such projects in the 80s because I'm sure now if it is a, a psychological horror, um, they they they'll they'll do different techniques, you know. And so it'd be interesting to compare. Um, yeah, I, I I think I remember uh, reading somewhere that uh, George R. R. Martin wrote this novella on a dare or something like that hmm. like he, someone was saying that uh, i think fantasy writers can't write sci-fi or horror <laughs> or something that's like that. a so weird like, you know dare. i'm gonna i'm gonna or, or i think it was something that someone wrote like a reviewer wrote that okay and he's like you know what i'm I gonna write one and he wrote yeah. this one and it exactly and he, and he made this incredibly popular uh, wow. book series nice. yeah yeah, so um, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, so that, I guess that, that, that's pretty much all of our things. Holy, we're 40 minutes to be talk, 20 minutes beforehand. We'll see. But um, I, 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 you know, I wanted to do a little bit of the parenting thing, and you know, bring in some parenting into this SDCC thing. Um, not talk about you know, should you bring your kids to conventions? We'll do that when we do our <laughs> fan expo um episode, yeah. but um. Also announced during um, the the Comic-Con. convention was um, Batman the Animated Series. So they celebrated their 25th anniversary um, this year. And oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I remember, they also I remember setting up a VHS machine <laughs> to tape the first episode of that on TV. VHS kids, it was a, it was a tape based system. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, 92. Oh, 26th anniversary? Wow. Oh, man. Weird. Anyway, <laughs> so um, they announced that this that the 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 series was actually going to be released in high definition on DCAU 
or not DCAU on the DC universe, but also on Blu-ray this fall. Okay. So, yay! Yeah, um, we can. Um, so I just wanted to talk about Batman the Animated Series um, as a, I guess as a, it's sort of a show that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. But is it something you'd want to introduce to kids nowadays? Like, I don't think. I'm gonna go with shows. Why don't you go first? Did you watch Batman yeah, when you were yeah. a kid? I I I enjoyed it. Um, it's it, it's an interesting question because I find that I'm a little bit more um, strict with what I I let my kids watch, like in terms of 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 what I would think of as maybe being you know a little bit violent or you know even even in terms of cartoons. And I feel like well, I mean, I watched that stuff when I was when I was a kid. So maybe I just need to chill out a little bit. And <laughs> I learned. Did you think so Batman? Many- I learned. So did you think that series was well, not really, violent? Not, not in the same way. Like it's like you know, you're, when you're you're fighting crime, you're, you know, there's there's criminals and there's sort of it's it, it's not it's not like uh, you know putting on oh, what's a good example? Uh, Peppa Pig. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you're dealing with very small children at this point. Yeah, Peppa Peppa doesn't really fight evil as she fights my um, sanity. Um, but I do like uh, the idea of of, that, of, that of exposing my kids to the shows that I watched, and mm-hmm. and, and I wonder, like, you know. Th- do you think that the animation will hold up? Do you think that the storylines would hold up over, over time? Like for kids that were, you know, part of like the Netflix generation that were watching, you know, little 10 minute episodes of things because everybody has such a short attention span now. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. I'll let you answer that first. No, Eric. no, no, you go, you go. No, Steve. See, I, I think it will. I mean, the animation quality, um, I don't know no. if that matters that much to kids. I think as long as they can kind of make out, you know, what's happening, they don't really care if it's 3D generated CG or not, right? I mean, they're just mm. characters, right? And um, so that part I don't think matters. That show was very well produced too, yeah. right? Like the music and uh, and everything, the way it was staged uh, was very carefully done. And I think that craftsmanship will hold up. Um, and, uh, that extends to everything, the voice acting and the stories. I mean, some of them are fairly simplistic, but some of those stories, I mean, it really moved me when I was much younger and I can definitely draw a direct line to a few of those episodes having a, a, a big impact, uh, in terms of what I, I consider like, you know, excellent mm-hmm. storytelling, uh, you know, like, like their, their revision of Mr. Freeze. I mean, that story is just um, it brings me to tears every time. So, I mean, like, I, I think there's, there's good stuff there. I wouldn't say they're all great, you know, but there's, uh, there's some quality storytelling. So I, th- I think it's okay. Plus they, they were very careful about the violence back then too. Like, um, they had like a, a Bible of things that they were not going to do on the show, you know? So there's no nudity, there's no glass breaking. That was one of the ones they actually had written down. But there's no, um, there's no blood or anything uh, either. It's mostly just like punching and exactly. kicking and tripping yeah. and yeah. Yeah, a lot of meat slammers and, and people being hit by huge yeah. sound effects, you know, and that was, you know, pretty much it. So I, I think that's probably one of the few, one of the last shows that you could easily <laughs> yeah. show your kids. <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like I could I could show my kid Batman the Animated Series before I could show them Avatar, The Last hmm. Airbender. Sure. Um, yeah, and I'm not like, like when, when I fair. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if kids' attention spans are as limited as people uh, tend to say they are in that now. Uh, 
why is it like my friend's children can watch Frozen every night, you know, for you know a month and still want to watch it the next night? Yeah. You know, kids who latch on to something and that they love, they like it, they will watch over and over and over again. Uh, so. See, when, when I think of things that I wanted to show my kids, like this shows that I watched, I, I think of things like um, the real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I, I think of shows like mm-hmm. uh, Tailspin mm-hmm. or um, like any of those Disney afternoon oh, cartoons. So you know what I mean? Right. Like Darkwing Duck and, yeah, and, and yeah, those yeah. kind of shows. Show them the new DuckTales. I have, it's I have, amazing. And they quite enjoy it. Okay, good. good. But but then, yeah, like that's but that that's like one of those reboots, right? It's, it's got like a new look. It's got a fresh coat of paint and everything on it. But I wonder how many of those shows would hold up. Like mm-hmm. if I if I wanted to sit down and watch, you know, the original Ninja Turtles cartoons with uh, with my kids. No. It, no, that does not hold up. What else doesn't hold up? You'll have to. Yeah, you'll, doesn't hold up. Yeah, you'll have to test it. You know, with some of those other shows, I think Batman is one that I would say there's a better chance that it will hold up. But yeah, I, I agree. Uh, some of those were. I mean, that was like still early cartoons. I mean, they were still trying to figure out, you know, what it was they were trying to do with a lot of those shows, you know. So, yeah, maybe maybe some of those Disney ones, I don't know. I mean, I think the spirit of them is good, um, but uh, I don't know. They're, they are pretty mindless when you get right down to it. But um, there, there are some like Gargoyles. If like you go into Gargoyles, mm, yeah. that, that, that show was actually really well done. Like they also yep. had a giant Bible for them. Yep. And uh, they, they pretty much... Um, they wrote yeah. really compelling stories all the way till the end. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it's this a little bit older. One ep- I remember this one episode of Batman, the animated series. What was that one where he uh, it had focused on Bruce's, one of Bruce's childhood idols when he was growing up? Uh, the, oh, ghost? What, the ghost. Yeah. yeah. The ghost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that episode. It was fantastic. I mean, I can't wait to pick up this Blu-ray. Like, I think it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. October. Um but yeah, I I think definitely the the episode that um that uh Steve mentioned Heart of Ice was probably one of the best if not the best episode on uh Batman the animated series. And that was episode 14 of the first season. It was very early. It was so. very early. But I mean it 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 took like your typical supervillain concept and uh and it, it you know, it's it's been done before. You know, it's not the first time, but it's one of the best executions of a poignant villain. Like you you understand that there are motivations and choices that extend beyond, you know, the typical black and white, you know, elements of of superheroes and villains. So I that's that definitely stuck with me and it's it's a beautiful story. Did you guys remember the show Cops? C O P S. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I love that show. Fighting I, I remember that future one. I, I, some, I had some of those toys. I believe yeah. that was. I have of, a couple yeah. on my shelf right here. Yeah. I have long arm. <laughs> I, have, I was no. thinking about that show the other day. I was like, oh, I remember Cop. I've got the DVDs on my shelf. So oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. that show did not hold up as well. Like, no. uh, there's a lot of <laughs> shows you're, that are. You're, just, you're crushing my childhood. I always had, thought it was pretty good. It had some great character design. It had one or two really interesting character stories, but it didn't have an mm. arc, you know. And mm-hmm. I just think I think the its main thing was that it was designed to sell toys. And unfortunately, yeah, a lot of the the cartoons were designed for that purpose. They didn't they didn't go that extra mile, you know. Sometimes, so. No. But uh, it has it has a neat uh, neat neat concept 
character design and uh, and visuals definitely. We should do an episode just on like our childhood cartoons and yeah, let's do it and and yeah. whether they hold up. That would be a cool episode. There's a, there's a few weird ones I mm-hmm. can pull up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome, like the, the raccoons and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Classic Canadian. Well, well, why don't? Yeah, it's classic Canadian. Uh, why don't we throw this out to our listeners? What cartoons would you like want us to look back at? Uh, why don't you send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca or you can check out our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And if you like what you hear, write us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or on your favorite podcasting service. We're on Spotify now. Yay! Yay! All right. So that that was a long time You're talking about my solo album, right? Yes. Oh, no, you're talking about the podcast. Well, no, that's a different thing. That's called the Choir Boys. And don't worry, we will have our our solo album out there one day. Yeah, Spotify. Um, As well, um, I'm up from our our Sky Sky Tribute Band. (laughs) Yes, our Sky Tribute. What was it called? Oh, we had a fun... It was called Frosted Tim. Yes, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but um anyways i'm, I'm also going to be updating our website www.geekswithkids.ca way more frequently so if you want to listen to us there you can also listen to us there but it also has links to all of our uh various platforms um where you can download our episodes but yeah definitely give us a review and like us and uh yeah thank you guys for yeah, coming on thank you oh thank you for and having us fun. Yes. And we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of something. Who knows? <laughs> we'll figure it out. But uh, Even we don't. Yeah, we don't know. So to all those listening, have a good one. Goodbye. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Take care. Bye.